Because that's risky business. I am risky business. rough day sometimes it happens if you suck what's happening guys welcome to the dynasty war zone the people's dynasty podcast a proud streaming partner of the player profiler youtube channel i am your host my name is memphis you can follow me on twitter at dwz memphis and on today's show we're going to be talking about some veteran red flags now this guy was a red flag on sunday but I brought him back anyway. He is my man. He is my co-host. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, what's up, buddy? I am a walking, talking, stalking red flag, my dude. I'm excited to do this again. You know, it, it, it's it's few and far between that I get the pleasure, the joy, the beautiful times to talk to you multiple times in a week. But God damn it, is it good to do it? How are you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm good. I'm good. Super busy. Uh, Looking think, good. Uh, dude, it's it's the it's the new hat. It's low profile. Uh, it's I've the lost... green light too. I'm always a sucker for the green, man. Well, you let that's the perfect that's the perfect segue into what we're doing. So, this show is a bonus show. It's streamed live on Wednesday evening on our YouTube channel, the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. Uh, the normal show, the what we call the big show or the main show, that streams Wednesday night on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, the main show that becomes the Wednesday podcast streams Sunday night. And, and you get it early, like three days early and ad not ad-free, but mostly ad-free, which is pretty cool. And But, but that's the whole thing. You got to be subscribed to both YouTube channels. And both audio feeds, like literally, Jerry, how much does it cost to subscribe to our YouTube channel? Nothing. You hit a button. How much does it cost to subscribe to the player profiler YouTube channel? Randall, that is the same price point. How about either of our how about either of our audio feeds? Like whether you're a whether you're a Spotify guy, like you're a Spotify guy because mm-hmm. you're you're a you're a, a droid guy. I'm an I'm an I I'm an Apple, I'm an iPhone guy. So for me, that's easy. For you, it's it's you you Spotify, but whether whether you're using Spotify or I'm using Apple, what's it cost to subscribe to both feeds? Nada pinata, zero point zero costs nothing to subscribe to both YouTube feeds, both audio feeds. You won't miss any shows, and and, and that's the high and low of it. I won't sit here and 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 beleaguer the point and you know go crazy, but that's the whole thing. The shows come out early. Like, I don't know when we're going to be able to get this in audio form on the audio thing. It'd probably be like Friday or Saturday because we're working through. Uh, Jerry, can I, can I break some? Uh, I don't have a breaking news sounder on my app, but can I break some news? Yeah, oh, absolutely. So the Dynasty Warzone, thanks to all of the support from this existing audience, the new audience, we have been moved into the player profiler main feed. So not only are we on their YouTube channel, Humble we break. We appear on the same podcast network as Theo Griminger, The Podfather, Billy Muzio, all of those guys. We are the first uh, partner podcast to get that to get that bump. So thank you. That that's b- because of you. But because of that, I'm working with some of the player profiler behind this. The smart people, by the way, like we all know football. The Podfather knows football. 
Theo knows football, but they've got some real geniuses behind the scenes like Aaron, like John. I could go on and on and on. Seth, so many guys. They've been very helpful behind the scenes, but we're learning. It's new technology, so so please be patient. But this again, this is why you subscribe. YouTube's easy. YouTube's always on time. It's always there. If there's a show, it's on YouTube. When it becomes an audio show, it's going to be a little clunky. We had started a show on Wednesday. Big shout out to our boy Jesse from the Dynasty War Games. You know, Jerry, he uh, he kind of stole your bit. Did you notice that? Jesse did? Yeah, he went what judge he Jesse. He went judge Jesse. He was ruling whether or not a running back should be indicted based on their value towards your, your dynasty roster. So he saved the Wednesday show. We keep the streak alive. Always. And dude, Jess, Jesse's good people. All the guys. Again, subscribe everywhere. Uh, Jesse, let's get into the show. I, I, I do still have a good people. With bad tweets, are you ready, sir? Two? We got one for both both episodes this week? Oh, Twitter, you have let me down. Back to back, back to back, back to back. Good people, bad tweets. But this is brought to you by our patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Wars. And we, we welcome two new, two new members this week. And this is in the last couple of days. One was Paul, and the other was Famous Jones. Now, 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 Famous Jones, he had an interesting message for me when he joined the Patreon, okay? He was like, hey, you guys don't have tears. You know how, what, what, what do I, it's five bucks, Famous. Paul, it's it's five dollars. No, we don't have tears. You know, we realize, we realize that, that we're not going to get rich on the pay for premium content. It keeps the lights on. It pays for the streaming service. Jer- Jesse, do you, Jesse, Jerry, do you know who's getting, we look like, eh, be easy. Do, do, do you, joking, do you know who's getting paid on premium premium contact sites? Who's that? Those are the chicks that are spreading their butt cheeks on like OnlyFans. We're not going to make that money. We don't have tears. Oh, Jerry, I know you would spread your butt cheeks if you thought there was an extra five <laughs> spot a month in it for true. you, but that's not what we do. It's five no. bucks a month. It, it, it pays for the streaming service. It pays for... Uh, the annual streaming service. It's, it's just the little things. It keeps us in business and it's our best, most friendliest, uh, kindest people. So if that's something that you're into and you want a really good group chat, as soon as we get done with this, Jerry and I are going to record a bonus show and you get one-on-one roster help. A lot of rookie questions being asked right now and I'm happy to do it. I'm, I get a draft vicariously through our patrons. So all of this, there is no tier. It's like, well, do do I want the one-on-one help or do I want the bonus podcast or do I it's five bucks. Five dollars. Seriously, it's that easy. And we're gonna be starting our, our newest patron league sometime after Father's Day. My goal is to get it going somewhere that week between like Father's Day is like the middle of June to like you know, in there. So spots still available for now. It's filling up quickly. Hop on Dynasty Warzone, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. The Crip Mac on hood. All right, let's get into this, Jerry. It's good people. It's bad tweets. This one was sent to me because this person blocked me, by the way. This is, we're starting off hot, coming in hot. You ready? Oh, uh, well, no, go ahead. Do, do, do you know who blocked me? But this was sent to me because I went to look at it because uh, I, I you were blocked. Oh, I was, nice. I was blocked. That's a so good start. It's a, it's a great start. It's a repeat offender. So this was sent to me by one of our patrons. And one of our patrons sent this to me and I went to look at it and I was blocked. I didn't even realize I was blocked, 
but I was blocked. But you know, I, I've I've got multiple accounts, so I got the burner and went in, and it was D Bro Derek Brown, okay. and it's at D Bro underscore FFB. Got me blocked. Can't be stopped. Won't stop. Can't stop. I'm dancing. For those not watching on YouTube, I'm literally dancing. Can't stop. Won't stop. But it was sent to me. This is how I found it. So, uh, and his take is. Ramondre Stevenson season. Ramondre Stevenson better than Christian McCaffrey in 2023. Hmm. Yeah, I said it. Mondre season is here. Exclamation point. Jerry, what's your thoughts? Listen, if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, which he has been known to do, sure. I just, what are we going to do? I There's not a situation where Ramondre Stevenson is going to be more valuable in a draft, in trades, than Christian McCaffrey. Could he outperform him? Yeah. I mean, if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. I mean, listen, Mondre had 1,400 yards last year. Not bad. I mean, I'm not going to bet that he repeats it. I just I can't I, imagine I, that's going to happen, but I don't know. It's Here's the thing. You're trying to farm attention from people that and he got it, by the way. By the way, he got 80,000 at the time of me screen screen clipping this and adding it into the show, Doc. It had, uh, I can't tell if that's an eight or a nine, but it's at least 80 or 90,000 views on this. On because this particular. A, lot, a lot of people see Christian McCaffrey as the, one of the top assets in fantasy football every single year. So the casual player is going to find that absolutely appalling, but also it's going to be a little hot takey, and he's going to get the interaction. We were in the same Scott Fishbowl division a couple years ago. Don't want to brag. I made it further than everyone in the playoffs in that division. Suck it. Thank you. Whether that happens again going forward, who knows? But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Mike said the Patriots could sign Fournette. I wouldn't be surprised if Ezekiel Elliott ended up there either. That just well, seems I, like I, the exact I, I, kind of spot. He's, he's got different problems. You know what Shannon Sharp say? You don't want these problems. First of all, they gave James Robinson two years, eight million bucks, which yeah. in and of itself for NFL money is not. But based right. on the free agent running back market, A, he got a job way before the aforementioned Zeke Elliott and Kareem True. Hunt and Leonard Fournette. He's a guy who's been an RB1. Here, here are my things because I wanted to be fair. A, Derek, lighten up, brother. I don't know why you blocked me, but your skin's got to be thicker than the skin you on my dick. probably deserved it. Let's be real. I, 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 well, he was on here before, and I think that's probably what it was. Yeah. I, and I think I know what it was. Maybe we'll discuss that on the Patreon. I'll share that with you in the Patreon because I got a little inside baseball that I'll, that I'll okay. share with you. But I'll say again, Derek, lighten up, brother. Your skin's got to be thicker than that. That's on my dick. You got to be thicker than dick skin. But anyway... The pros on is, is that he did get a 60. It's true. How, how thick is the skin on your dick? That is, that is one of, that might be my favorite quote that you've ever done. And I am a hundred percent stealing it. No, no. Think about it. How thick is the skin I, on your I, pepe? Listen, I, I know the logic very is there thin. for sure. It's very thin. His skin does not need to be that thin. Relax, Francis. Just, just relax. But he does, and, 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 and in fairness to Derek, he is talking about from a from a redraft standpoint, which I, I totally dig. The pros is that Stevenson did have a 66% snap share last year. It's pretty good. And played you know, all 17 up games. Very it's up rare. There. It's up there with a the guy that I'm going to talk about here in a bit when we do the Najee Harris-Travis Etienne debate. So that's a good snap share. But, but he did it 
because of a lack of Damian Harris. Now you you have gotten you have gotten good at this. Now who had more starts? Who was listed as the starting running back more in 2022? Was it Damian Harris or was it Ramondre? Got to be Harris. It was Damian Harris. He played 11 games and he was listed per Pro Football Reference as the starter in nine of those. And Ramondre was listed as the starter in seven. So there's this one game in there where I have no idea who started. But my over my overall point is that the majority of that 66% of snaps was really in a condensed eight-game stretch. And then Harris came back. He got hurt again. Ramondre got hurt, but to his credit, kind of toughed it out. But down the season, because the Patriots finished eight and nine, he didn't get more than a 60% snap share in those last two games when New England needed it the most. And I'm just telling you, I'm not saying James Robinson because I like James Robinson. We hit on James Robinson in his rookie season. I'm not saying that. But Bill Belichick is a very fickle guy. Now, does James Robinson have like a LeGarrette Blunt feel to him in this offense? Because he does to me. And I'm not saying James Robinson's going to you know, usurp him from a pass-catching standpoint. I think this is going to get ugly. And, and I, th- I think it's going to get ugly quick. Now, I, I will tell you, I am very proud to be affiliated with playerprofiler.com for many reasons. But can I give you just one more? I would be so happy. What you got? So I was using the Dynasty tools. Like I've, I've got the all-in package. Well worth it. I've had it for many years. It's Just because I'm new to Player Profiler from a content standpoint does not mean that I've never used Player Profiler before. It's the best tools. But they have Ramondre as the RB14 in Dynasty. How does that set with you? Ugly. Hate every I, I, second I think it's of okay. That. I'm okay I with don't. that. That's an RB2. That's an RB2. That's about the lowest in the, in the industry. Fantasy Pros has him as 13, which is, you know, yeah. there. Um, uh, it was Pro Football Network had him at like 10. No, thank you. Yeah, absolutely no thank you. So I was very proud to see that they had him. I mean, you got to respect the volume from last year. Again, I mentioned you the do. snap. Bite. I mean, 60-some catches too, which is very good. Don't get me I, wrong. I will just say this. I feel like Derek is baking in the injury upside of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. But I, I don't think he's focusing enough on the cannibalization of James Robinson if he earns a role. Plus, yeah. you got Kevin Harris there. Plus, you got uh, Pierre Strong there. I, I don't think Ty Montgomery makes the team. But I, I don't think the 66% snap share is going to repeat itself. And I don't think the, I think it was 88 receptions. I'm sorry, 88 targets, 69 nice receptions. So all in all, Derek, you are a good guy. You got to lighten up, brother. But this is a good person. You heard that, Derek. You're a good person. This is a bad tweet. But hey, you know what? You got plenty of engagement and you got me and Jerry talking about it. And that was brought to you by our patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Wars. Now, Jerry, I had my own viral tweet over the weekend. Did you see it? Yeah, yours came with some vitriol, my friend. You know... I'm all for good-spirited debate. I, I, I think it's great. Shout out to Aston, uh, Ashton, excuse me, Ashton Martin. He's a super high-stakes best ball player. He's uh, He runs in circles with Theo Grimminger and Dan um, from the GOAT District. I, I love Dan Williamson. Just a great guy. And he and I had some good-spirited, nice back and forth on Najee. 
And then there were some other people, you want to be a dick? I'm going to be a dick. But here's the heads up. I'm better at it than you. I, I, I And I, I don't want to be. I want to have friendly engagement. I want to grow. I, I want to interact. I, I, I want to have fun. But if you're going to be a penis, I'm a lot of penis references today, by the way, Jerry. So, you so, know what's so, up my alley. That's, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out oh, how to clip geez. that. I'm gonna put that like on yeah, a continuous yeah. loop on the on the uh, <laughs> on the show intro somehow. But let's get into it, man. Let's get into Najee versus Travis Etienne. Now, depends on where you get your rankings. They're not that far apart, but just about everywhere I've seen, including player profiler, they have Travis Etienne ahead of ahead of Najee Harris, Jerry. Now, when I say they have the majority. I, I'm clearly in the minority, and we're going to talk about that. But when I say ETN and Harris, what are your thoughts? Uh, so, I mean, I like Najee Harris a little better, which I know you do too. So that's going to make this not quite as spirited as we would like it to be. But I, e- even that being said, they're very close. Like, I know you have the player profiler pulled up. I have fantasy pros pulled up because I wanted to go the opposite end of the quality spectrum. Um so they have Travis Etienne at six and they have Najee at 12. That's just, that seems crazy to me. I don't, I don't know what Najee Harris has to do to, to get, get some damn love in here. He's just not sexy anymore. He's what Josh Jacobs was 365 days ago. See, this is how, so like Jerry, how long have you and the lovely Mrs. Jerry been married? Uh, we are, our 10 year anniversary is like two weeks from now. Perfect. Me and the lovely Mrs. Memphis, we've been married what will be 19 years in October. And you you get to the point to where in your relationship you can finish each other's sentences or know what the other one's going to say. Well, as you and I are on the precipice, that's one of your words, on the precipice of our fifth year anniversary in July, you stole my guy. That is exactly who Najee Harris is. He is Josh Jacobs. Because I was going to ask you, do you know where Najee Harris went to school? Do you know where another former first-round drafted mm-hmm. running back went that just gets all the disrespect in the world? It's Josh yeah. Jacobs. So, and, so then, we, and then and then he has the great season, and now everybody's on his jock. Well, and that's the whole thing. It's like, so, so here's some of the pushback that I got on this. So my tweet said, having Travis Etienne ahead of Najee Harris in your dynasty rankings is bad process. One has 115 career receptions, just got major additions to the offensive line, got zero added running backs to his team in the offseason, and the other one is Travis Etienne. I don't get it. I have people trying to convince me, Jerry, that Travis Etienne is better, but yeah, he's never been better. He 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 may have been better in college. That's in the eye of the beholder. I leave that to Dallas, matter. our rookie, our rookie guy, and you know, Cody, when he was that player profiler, you know, Cody Carpentier, he and you know, those guys that do the Devi and stuff, maybe. All I know is what I've seen in the professional ranks, which is all I give two fat shits about. That's it. I know that Najee Harris, as a rookie, caught 74 balls. I know last year, Najee Harris caught 41 balls. And everybody was like, well, he's got, he's got you know, Trevor Lawrence and, and, and Doug Peterson and, and blah, 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 and less target competition. Then why in the fat fuck did he not have more catches than Najee last year? Riddle me that, Batman. Riddle me that. Why did not? Why did Travis Etienne only have thirty-five catches? Jerry was Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville last year. He was. Did he play all seventeen games last year? He did. Was Doug Peterson the coach all year? 
He was. Then why in the hell didn't Travis Etienne, the better pass catcher, that's what I've been told. Why didn't the better pass catcher with the better quarterback and the better offensive play caller, why didn't he have more catches? That's a good question. Now, the only person everybody's like, well, Jalen Warren, do your research. Jalen Warren played just under 23% of the snaps. He had 77 carries. Najee had 272. Oh, and in spite of all that, Najee still scored more fantasy points than Travis Etienne last year. Oh, Najee Harris has a 300-point season on his resume. I don't want the guy that could do it. I want the guy that's only been better. And yes, I know Travis Etienne missed a, missed a season with his, with his foot injury. Didn't matter. He came back. Najee Harris had his own foot injury last year. And what happened when Najee Harris got healthy in week nine? He literally ran wild from week 10 through the end of the season. From week 10 through week 18, Najee Harris, RB7 in that time frame. Go look at Travis Etienne in there. He sunk the boat. Unless your, unless your league played in week 18, he killed you in the fantasy playoffs. So, Jerry, I, I ask of you, and I'll go back to the tweet. They added Broderick Jones, big left tackle. They skipped ahead of the Jets to take the big left tackle. They got the guy that you drafted in a league that we're in together. They got Darnell Washington, six foot seven, 270. They re-signed Zach Gentry. They brought in Isaac Sayalamalu. My Samoan's not what it used to be. They bring in... All of these guys on the offensive line, and they brought in no running backs. Now, Jerry, whether I like Tank Bigsby, whether I like Tank Bigsby or not, well, before I, I'll, I'll catch my breath. What do you think about Tank Bigsby in Jacksonville? Yeah, I mean, I think he's another guy. I think they're both in a similar situation. I think they are both exponentially better than the competition that they have, and they're both going to get a giant chunk. I just think the hotness is all about Travis Etienne right now and everybody is ready to cast off Najee Harris. Well, but, but I think it, this is 100% a perceptive thing where the serious dynasty player, the the person that obsesses over every intricate detail of this game has overthought this situation. I feel like in a regular fantasy league, Najee Harris will go like in your home league or your office league, Najee Harris is still going to go early just because his production suggests it. But people that have just, they live this game day in and day out, the the ups and downs of his value and the, the lack of his sexiness over the last several months has just caused his value to go down. And, and I'm here, Travis I'm, I'm here Etienne, to it Travis, it, Well, I, me too, buddy. Listen, my MO, put it on my tombstone, is that I always take the running back that everybody hates. Miles Sanders, how you doing, buddy? I mean, th- this is my point. I'm not saying that one's better. That beauty is in the eye no, of the beholder. I mean, they're, beauty, they're both good. You, you'd be happy to have either. But, but we play Dynasty, and I'm going to have both for three years. And I will tell you, I think Tank Bigsby, I don't think Tank, Tank Bigsby, well, the reason why I say three years are going into this year is one. I know. I know year year four of their five. rookie contract is two. I think both teams pick up the, the fifth-year option. And then we'll see. So I got three years with both. All I've seen is a continuous pattern of usage with Najee Harris. I don't care that he's less efficient because he doesn't have to deal with Tank Bigsby. Because you know why they drafted? Do you know how what what round and what pick Tank Bigsby had used on him? Not an early one. What, What would you define as early? I it wasn't an early one. That's what I'm saying. They got it was a top 100 pick. 
It was a top 100. Tank he was, was really. He was drafted 88th overall. Okay. Now, now you're Doug Peterson. You saw something throughout the course of the season that says we need another back. Jamal Hastings, or Jamichael, excuse me, Jamichael Hastings, yeah. Hastings, and Snoop Connor are not enough. I, th- I think take Bigsby. Now, is he more Zach Charbonnet to Kenny Walker? Probably, but I think this is a goal line issue. I think this is a touchdown issue. I don't think it's a receptions issue. I don't. I don't think it's it's it's. But I think that some of that between the tackles, snap share, I think this hurts. Ooh, is he Ceh light? No, not, no, no, not no, quite no, that no, bad, no, but no, a little no, bit. No. He's getting there again. Again, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying Najee Harris deserves to be up here on a pedestal and no, Travis Etienne's. The gap's not the Grand Canyon. You know, the the the, the gap's a small gap. But you should not have Travis Etienne ahead of Najee Harris. That's my opinion. That's what I meant. So if if I had one as like my RB nine and my other one as like my RB twelve, that means I could still value Najee Harris more than Travis Etienne without saying Travis Etienne's a big steamy pile of shit. I think that's fair. And this is the context that I wanted to put behind that tweet the other day. Just so much, so much positive for for Najee. Not so much negative, but nothing positive. I don't get excited. So, so I've got the guy. Well, well, Travis Etienne could have a three hundred point season. Yeah, Najee, Najee's done that. Well, he could score more points, but he hasn't. My hair could grow back, but it probably won't. Maybe it could if I, you know, use some like some 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 products or whatever. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying that don't let perception cost you because upside while it's tantalizing, is it going to win? I'm just trying to win championships, Jerry. That's it. Yep. I hear you. It's a, listen, sizzle, sizzle and steak, buddy. Sizzle it, and it, steak. It, it, now, now, now Najee is like a nice sirloin, all meat, very little fat, you know, Whereas, you know, Najee is a little bit of like a New York strip, a little bit of a prime rib, a little bit of fat, a little bit of, you have to trim some of that off to really get to the good stuff. That's the difference. All right, Jerry, we've, we've, we've spent the first half of this show talking about some, some, you know, debates. We talked about Ramondre. We did a good person, bad tweets, but on Sunday, only on the player profiler YouTube channel and uh, soon to be podcast, we talked about some rookie red flags. That was a good time. True. I like. I mean, Jerry, hey, listen, I like everybody. Everybody likes talking red flags because they scare uh, the sh- they scare the shit out of you. And well, you don't ignore them. I mean, sometimes you ignore no. them. You know, well, it's yeah. it's like 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 there are several red flags. It's like well, how how long? You know, it's like there's one night stand red flags, and then there's long term relationship red flags. These red flags are not the same red flags. You know, it's the same thing. There are redraft red flags, and then there are dynasty red flags. You know, would you say Zay Flowers is a dynasty, excuse me, is a redraft red flag? Would you want Zay Flowers in your rosters this year in redraft or best ball? No. Okay. But would you want him on your dynasty roster down the line a little bit? To, Probably. Because he's a talented guy. So so there's the difference. And, and, and But we covered that from the rookie standpoint. We covered some ADP to start the season, some movers. Go over Player Profiler YouTube channel. Um, just subscribe everywhere on audio. You'll get it. And that's the companion piece to this. But Jerry, I have a question for you, buddy. Okay. Which veteran 
and their current dynasty ADP is the biggest red flag to you? <sighs> See, I don't, I'm going to call this guy a veteran. Anybody not a rookie is a veteran. That's just, I know. I don't, I don't that's make why I, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit because this person has not played a ton, but it's Jameson Williams. I mean, this guy is like a sixth round startup pick right now, and he has one catch in like eight games. He literally had a cast, catastrophic injury to start his NFL career, and now he's suspended for the first chunk of games in his second year. He's always going to be behind, be behind Amon Ross St. Brown. Jameer Gibbs just got drafted extremely early, even earlier than Jamison Williams went, and he w- went early. And that's all reliant on Jared Goff sustaining the the production that he had last year, which is not necessarily a given us as NFL, as lions fans and as dynasty players, we like to see people grow and grow and grow and grow. Doesn't necessarily work like that. There are ups and downs and Jared Goff is exactly the type of player that it could be, could have some regression. So I am, I think he's going probably like mid sixties in a startup, maybe seventies. And that's listen, I get the upside. I understand that if he hits, I mean, the dude is a lightning rod, but holy shit, Randy, he's got one catch. It was a pretty catch. Don't get me wrong, but one in like seven games. Well, you you nailed his ADP per player profiler uh, dynasty rankings. Like again, it's that simple. While Jerry was talking, I was able to switch over to the to the dynasty rankings, and player profiler has Jamison Williams as the wide receiver thirty eight, nestled in a little man sandwich, Jerry. Hey now, <laughs> little man sandwich right between Mike Williams and Jaden Reed, and then a guy that you're also a fan of, Jonathan Mingo. I've listened to the Podfather. I know that he's down on Jamison Williams. I think that's fair. What does he have to do coming back to get that that bounce, that dead cap bounce? Like, can we call the floor and wide receiver thirty nines it, and there's nowhere to go but up? I would I would say so. I I do think that that is probably his floor. Like it, it, like even even if he gets he goes four for seventy one or something, like I'm cool with that. Like at at this point, that's that I'm great with that production. What I'm looking for with Jamison Williams, and and I've taken what you say because you're a Lions fan. He's a guy that that I had a bunch of last year. I I started to move some in the off season before the 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 suspension. And I agree. I mean, I'm looking for, I'm hoping that game seven, when he comes back from the suspension, I literally hope he goes like Randy Moss versus the Cowboys back in the day on Thanksgiving and goes like three <laughs> catches for 169 yards and three, three touchdowns. touchdowns. That oh, way boy. I can, I can just get rid of him. I think between, I like Sam Laporta quite a bit, the new rookie tight end, that's volume going away. Oh, man. We, we know Amon Ross St. Brown is a volume magnet. We know they brought in Jameer Gibbs to catch passes. Marvin Jones or, you know, whomever they have on the other, you know, boundary wide receiver, they're going to get some volume. How much is left, even if they're a very pass-heavy offense, how much is left? And, Jerry, what are the two Vs? Be clean. What are the two Vs of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Value and volume, buddy. And is he either right now? I would say no. I'm not. I mean, he's actually. definitely not volume. And, and at that price, is he value? I mean, 
I would love to what, get out. What, he, what does he have to do to be a value? I mean, he would have to. He would have to be comparable to Amon Ra, and that's just so unlikely to happen. You know, I didn't good have a for the Lions. To, not as great for Dynasty. I didn't get a chance to pull it up. I think he would need to come back and have Odell Beckham Jr.'s rookie season. Remember, this is for for, for you younger folks. This was 2014, where Odell Beckham Jr. started the season really slow because. He had a hamstring injury and then came on and literally smashed the league the back half of the season, won people some fantasy and dynasty championships that season. And, and I think that's what you need, Jerry. I think he, he's going to have to have that big burst. I mean, and that's that's a big gamble. That's a big if, but. It's a big, it's a big ass considering Amon Ross St. Brown's there. I'll just say that. I mean, sure. even even if he's the third banana, even if he's the third banana behind either Laporte, I mean, Amon Ross, without saying, it's easy, cash yeah. it in, it's done, don't even think about it. He's the main target guy there. But it, it, I don't think there's a guarantee that he out-targets, gets out-targeted, you know, a Laporta or Gibbs. I think one or yeah. the other has more targets than him. I so I, I'm, I'm with you. His ADP is a huge red flag. That 60-ish, which is right there, like at the five turn in a one QB league. That's too rich I mean, for that, me. that's potentially your first wide receiver taken, depending how how your draft has gone. I mean, like I said, the, the guys right there in that range with him, Mike Williams, Jaden Reed, Johnny Mingo, uh, Marvin Mims, two spots ahead of him. I think that's fair. I love Marvin Mims. But mm-hmm. let's get into my guy. Let's get into my guy because this is another one of those contentious Memphis bones to pick with the world. Are you ready? I don't know that I have another rant in me like I did on Najee, but are you ready? Okay, go ahead. All right, so why is T. Higgins the, the wide receiver 12? Now, this is player profilers. Now, this is in a 1QB. His ADP overall is 20. I don't get it. I admit that I get that I don't get it, but I don't get it. He's never finished above wide receiver 19 on a season. His best finish is 19. What, what are we projecting? What have we seen? He even had a chunk of the season last year with no Jamar Chase on the field. Now, T. Higgins, again, he's the wide receiver 12, so he is the final wide receiver one in the player profiler you know, dynasty rankings. But I'll wait two rounds later, and I'll get Michael Pittman. Last two years, Higgins' seasonal finishes have been wide receiver 24 and wide receiver 19. Pittman's seasonal finishes the last two years, wide receiver 17 and wide receiver 20. And I'm starting to have a little change of heart on Michael Pittman. Because initially I had a little concern about the young quarterback, Anthony Richardson. But I said to myself, self, could Anthony Richardson be any worse than what was Matt Ryan, Sam Eason? Was that his name? Sam Eason? Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger. Not Eason. Sam yeah. Ellinger. Could, could he Could he be any worse than that combination? Can it get any worse than Jeff Saturday as the head coach? So I said to myself, self, no, it's not. And I would, and I'm not saying that Pittman's going to be way better, but if over the last two years they're both around wide receiver 21, 22 on a season on average, why wouldn't I take the two round discount and get another wide receiver or, or running back in that 20th overall selection? Jerry, is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Listen, I like T. Higgins. Don't get me wrong. I think as a talent, absolutely wonderful player. Situation matters in this game. Like if like this is the Jordan Addison corollary. I can get Jordan Addison four or five rounds later. Same sort of situation. 
I'm probably hoping for about 1,100 yards and like six touchdowns. The difference is, is one of them is a early third round startup pick like T Higgins is going wide receiver 10 ish, 12 ish, wherever he's going. Probably not going to be long for the Cincinnati Bengals offense. So then he potentially goes to a poop offense where he's going to be the alpha, where all of the top corners are going to go to him and the quarterback's going to be not as good. I'm good on that. Like, like, like if I have T Higgins, sell him the hell out of him. It's well, not because I think he's bad. It's just because I think there's not a possibility that his trajectory has a chance to go up. Well, I'm using player profiler ADP and RCB dynasty rankings, and they have T Higgins at 22 overall. Now his ADP is 20. They have him at 22 overall. Now the running backs that go after him are guys like Josh Jacobs, my buddy Najee Harris, um, Tony Pollard, uh, Rashad White, guys of those lights. So would you rather have T Higgins and then the running backs that are going around Pittman, which is 46 overall, would you rather have T Higgins and Javante Williams or DeAndre Swift or Damian Pierce, or would you rather have Najee Harris and Michael Pittman? I'd rather have, I'd rather have Najee Harris and Michael Pittman because I think, because the bottom line is, is that if we think T Higgins and I do, if T Higgins and and Michael Pittman are going to score about the same number of fantasy points, I want that gap between Damian Pierce and Najee Harris. That's okay. that. That's how I win. You know what was that Adam Sandler movie, Uncut Gems? This is how I win. That's how I win. So so that's why it was it was an ADP red flag for me on T Higgins, just because of what you're giving up to draft him at where he's going in a one QB. Fair. Yeah, and the long, you just don't know the state of his long-term playing. You don't know his situation. You don't know where he could be. I just no. Like there's there's just not a possibility. That is too much volatility for you to be that reliant on from where he's going in a startup draft. Or even his trade value is just not a chance. And you and you have the opportunity. I'm not saying it will get there, but Michael Pittman could be a poor man's AJ Brown in that offense. He could be actually some kind of a, I don't know. He 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 will be the main target. And give me the main target. I, I believe in I believe in Shane Steichen calling the offense. And Which I, I, I Higgins think will never be in Cincinnati. Not as long as Jamar Chase is there. So Jerry, let's move to the running back position. All right, okay. let's move to the running back. Which veteran running backs 2024? Not this season. But 2024, which running backs value from where it's at now until 2024 is the biggest red flag. And like the example, maybe not this extreme, but think Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette this year, this time last year, was like a like in a startup, was probably RB25-ish. And dude, he's plummeted off the map. Now I have my guy, who's your running back that you think that in a year from now, he's got pretty solid value today. But we're going to look back in in 12 short months and be like, God damn, how'd we miss that? I I think it's just going to be – I think he's going to do fine this year. I just think his situation in 365 days from today is going to be exponentially different. And it's going to cause him to just – to have where he's going now be absurd. And it's Tony Pollard. Like Tony Pollard is in a great situation in 2023. Don't get me wrong. He will likely win redraft championships, but we're talking about a dude who has never taken the full workload as a 26 year old. And then next year, he's probably going to be a free agent. 
and you're going to expect a newly acquired starting running back as a 27-year-old in a new situation to be a value, I just I can't imagine that being the case. And if he does do well, he's only going to be more expensive. And right now he's like RB9 going in like the third round probably of a startup draft. Well, you got the round right. Per player profiler, one QB dynasty rankings. He is 32 in ADP okay. and the 12th RB. So he is RB12 for player profiler going just ahead of Rashad White and Ramondre Stevenson. Like this is... He's he's in a great situation, and he, he could easily live up to that billing this year. And if those were redraft rankings, totally cool, Randy. What, what, what just, if he signs I, an extension between now and the start of the season? Would you then feel you know safer? what? Then then I'm stupid and oh, I'm wrong. No, you're, you're not stupid because you're not stupid because the variable changes. Yes, but but if he Th- there is just there's no stability in a one year contract for a 26 year old running back who has never been a starter before. And and that's that's my point as well, is that he's currently the 12. He's 26.1 years of age today, just a little bit older than Najee. He's about a year older than Najee. He's actually, believe it or not, he's just about a year older than Josh Jacobs. So if he signed an extension, I would probably leap leapfrog him up to eight right there around Travis Etienne and your boy Ken Walker. But but for me, I think that's I just, fair. I think, without think, without the contracts, contracts with running backs are so critical. Like I saw some rankings today that had Miles Sanders as like RB twenty four or something. Dude's got three years locked in. Like I know he's the guy. Why why am I having him that low? I just I I didn't understand it. Well, I, I agree with you. I you know when I was writing the show sheet, so I I write the show sheet, so I always get the right of first refusal. So, so for me, it's, it's, it's easy. And then Mike in the chat, Mike is like, and he's coming off a broken freaking leg that that's also true. So Mike, I think, I think that's a tremendous call. Jerry did, did broken leg come into your equation? Yeah. I mean, that's it why I hate him it, probably. It now that uh, Mike said hate, it. hate, hate, hate is not say hate it like is it a is. strong word, but say it like it is Mike said it and you're like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's the ticket. You got a broken leg. No. Okay. My guy, Christian McCaffrey. Now he is player profilers RB six people off with that, buddy. I, 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 I got to be honest. In a one QB, he has an overall ADP of nine overall, and I, and I'm, I think he's just riding off what was a great season last year as an RB two. But but he's to me, I think he's going to head toward a crash, and I think this is like the the reason why Derek, when he you know mentioned earlier, good people, bad tweets, that he's got a nice hedge. First of all, this Kyle Shanahan offense eats running backs. And, and if he's actually going to persevere and make it through the season, this is why I like Elijah Mitchell. He's number two on the depth chart. He's going to get work. He's going to get snaps. Elijah Mitchell, Jerry, in your league's probably free right now. Very free or cl- very close to free. And last year he was going for firsts. He was going for late first-round picks last year, and he's free. But for me, I, I love Christian McCaffrey. He turns 27 in a, in a couple of weeks. That's well past the, the age apex. And, and people don't realize he's coming off of two injury-filled seasons. I get you love the offense. I do, too. I get you love the role. I do, too. But the injuries still scare me. They don't get better with age. We've seen every running back, every, not some, not half, not a partial, not a percentage, 
all of the running backs in this offense in San Francisco get hurt and miss some sort of time. So for me, I love Christian McCaffrey, but to take him nine overall in a startup, that's a hard pass for me. And as my RB6, I just can't do it, Jerry. Where are you at with CMC? Uh, you know, on, in the leagues I have him, I think I've just sort of accepted the fact that I'm going to have him till he dies on my roster. Because, because if if you have him, you're going to be one of those teams that's definitely contending. Because if you at any point you were rebuilding and you still held on to him, I you you got to listen to our show more. You got to strategize better. But so it, it, you're just holding him, and and you know what? It's going to be a volatile situation because when the wall hits, the wall's going to hit you in the face at full speed. Yeah, yeah I, it's, I would... it's going to be Todd Gurley. Austin Eckler's going behind him. RB, what is, I, I can't see what RB that is, but he's 19 overall. He's he's a couple, of, looks like he's RB9. So it looks like he's three slots behind Christian McCaffrey. Let me ask you this, Christian McCaffrey or Kenneth Walker? Kenneth Walker. All day. Christian McCaffrey or Travis Etienne? Travis Etienne. In Dynasty, Travis Etienne, unless I'm a contender, then I would probably yeah. still lean McCaffrey. But just in a I vacuum, Travis, Austin Eckler or Christian McCaffrey? Uh, I think that's the line because I think they're both in the same situation. So I think I'd I'll probably take, take McCaffrey. I'll take I'll take Austin Eckler in that I, role I hear, I mean, that's regardless. Fair. He's on like the contract year. They just quasi-redid his contract, gave him a couple extra bucks. He's going to be free agent. Hungry dogs hunt. So for me, I could also see Christian McCaffrey have the workload lessened this year, trying to keep him fresh for what they hope is going to be a Super Bowl run. So, Jerry, we have two more two more categories of red flags, but just real quick, I want to make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you, but you're watching it on the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel, make sure you jump over and subscribe to Player Profiler. And if you're listening to this on the Player Profiler Network, Go over to the Dynasty Warzone Networks, YouTube and podcast, and subscribe. So, Jerry, which veteran RB, we're going to go back to running backs, Which, or maybe you can go a different position. Which veteran from last year that was a red flag do you expect to bounce back from this year? You know, kind of like that post-hype sleeper that didn't hit last year that's providing tremendous value. So, my owl, oh, I'm sticking with running back just because I got to, right? That's what I do. Uh, Antonio Gibson, probably an 11th, 12th round startup pick, 13 maybe. I don't know. Double digits, I would guess for sure. Eric Bieniemy gets added. Eric Bieniemy's, you know, been pretty helpful to running backs who can catch passes. Dude's been good. Dude's much better than Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson has just been a volume-based play, which is fine. But Antonio Gibson is just such a better athlete, such a better running back. The offense, I mean, at, at this point, the quarterbacks is going to be either Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett, so they're not going to rely on them to move the ball. They're going to have to run it, or they're going to have to do quick passes if it ends up being Sam Howell or Brissett because they can't launch the ball down the field. Antonio Gibson, hi, buddy. How you doing? And, and for as cheap as he is, I'll take that shit every single time. Well, I'm sitting here looking at your man, Antonio Gibson. I remember I write the show sheet, Jerry. Mm -hmm. I I had access. I had time today to go to playerprofiler.com and and look at at the rankings. And, you know, I'm looking at this, and I missed it. I'm just sitting here. Emotional damage. 
I'm hurting because my guy's right behind Antonio Gibson in the rankings, but let me read you this pocket of running backs okay. right there. So I'm going to go running back 30 through 36, okay? Got you. James Cook's 31. Okay. Isaiah Pacheco's 32. Mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson's 33. A.J. Dillon's 34. Alexander Madison, 35. Alvin Kamara, 36. I think you have the prize of that group. Of that Honestly, six. that's not that's not a bad group though. It's just, not, just it's, in general, like that's a good that's a good value group right there that shows. But that's the, that's but I term, agree. That's a term I would use. Pocket of value. That is a, gr- a tremendous pocket of value with A Chain Cook, Pacheco, Gibson, Dylan, Madison, Kamara. That's the the RB. That's the back half of the RB threes. And and if you told me you took so uh, of that group. Where do you think Antonio Gibson is from an age perspective? Because I know I bet you don't know his age. I don't. Twenty six, do probably. How about twenty four point nine? God, he, really? He'll just be turning twenty five as the season starts. You know, you. This is something that that you and and the Podfather have in common. On player profiler, he's listed as Jack Cavanaugh's guy. So I'll say, hey, can we get Jerry in there next to Antonio Gibson and make? Because I, I, I agree. Again, I'm mad at myself because I write the show sheet and I left Antonio Gibson on the table, Jer. Good. Thank you. It's about damn time. I got a break. You know what? Uh, yeah, right. It, it, I literally it, just sit here and talk this whole time. Randy's got to produce it. He's got to nah, do the ads for it. No, you're good. But my guy is the guy right behind Antonio Gibson in the rankings, and, and that's A.J. Dillon. He's 25. Like that's right at the age apex for dynasty per player profiler. He's the RB 34. He's a steal. That's a steal. Antonio Gibson is a bigger steal, but he's a steal. Jerry and and AJ Dillon did not produce last year. What percentage of the snaps do you think he played of the, of the total offensive snaps? What do you think was his percentage? 33. Add 16 to that. Add 50%. Wow, he played, really? He played 49.7% of the snaps last year. And Green Bay was 18th in pass-to-run ratio. So even though they passed the ball 56% and change of the time, you know they, they were in the bottom half. So basically, the rest of the league on average was passing more than them. And, and that's with Aaron Rodgers. Now, do you think that number goes up or down with Jordan Love under center? No, I mean, it's got to go up, right? You know, Aaron Jones, he played all the games last year. But if if this team is struggling around the trade deadline, could you see Aaron Jones move to a contender? Yeah. And, 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 and I think I think Aaron, I think Aaron Jones is fine. But I think, man, if if you're not going to re-sign AJ Dillon going into year three, run the crap out of him for the next two years. You know, I, I, I'm not calling for a big role reversal, but he does catch the ball better than you think. And I think at 25 years old at RB34, per the best ranking service in the world, what am I missing there, Jerry? I think he was a red flag. I get why people would think that he's a red flag, but I think we're getting serious value. And I love Gibson. I just, I can't believe I missed that. I mean, it's, it's because of Aaron Jones. Like, where where do you think Jordan he goes? I, I didn't disagree. I, it, I think it's Jordan I, it, Love. I mean, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, if Aaron Jones isn't there, that dude's going to go RB11 off the board. RB, He's going to be what Tony Pollard is. Well, I'm, I'm into it. Well, Jerry, I got one more red flag category for you. 
Then we'll get cool. these fine people out of here. Which veteran wide receivers quarterback situation? Not the not the wide receiver themselves, but which whose quarterback situation has become the biggest red flag at this point in the offseason? DJ Moore. Got okay. Be. Now I know I mean, I, you like it. You let's let's talk about all the things spicy. that that Justin Fields has done passing the ball. Like there's a reason that Justin Fields in the dynasty community loves him. And it sure as hell is not because he's going to pass for 380 yards in a game. I mean, he had multiple games where he passed for under 200 yards last year. In fact, probably a majority of his games, he passed for under 200 yards last year. He had two what? games. If I remember correctly, I, I, I don't want to, I, uh, I don't want to misquote the stats, but top of my head, if I remember correctly, he only eclipsed 200 yards passing two times. That's even worse than I thought, and I was bitching about him. I'll pull it up for you to confirm, but yeah, keep going. Keep going on. Oh, no. No, no, no. I got it. You ain't kidding. 254, and one of them was 208. Yeah, he had zero 300-yard games. Yeah, no. Which which is which is surprising. Going, going backwards from January 1st backwards, 75 119 152 254 153 167. Oh my god, that's so yucky. Ew. Well, well I and and I I say that because what scares me is they were losing. They lost 10 yeah. straight games. Right. So typically when you're losing, what do you get? You get junk you, yards, I mean, you get junk yeah. passing, you get junk 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 but, junk. But let junk. like let's look let's even look at the attempts, right? How many of these are 50 attempts? Zero. How many are 40? Zero. How many are 30, Randy? Zero. How many are 25? Four? Three? Looks like three. Three times he passed for over 25 Over twenty-five times. It's it's scary. And again, how do, how do you think the Bears want to win? I mean, they, not they, they, want, the they, they want to run the ball. They they brought in uh, Deonta Foreman. They brought in Roshan Johnson. They kept Khalil Herbert. Not not to say that that he he can't be good, but Agreed. again, I, I think from a, a talent standpoint, clearly Justin Fields is the most talented quarterback that DJ Moore has ever played in. But you know, they still have Chase Claypool for better better or worse. They still have Cole Darnell Mo- alive too. They still have Darnell Mooney. They drafted Tyler Scott. They still have Cole Komet. Roshan can catch the ball out of the backfield. I like, just I, I, I don't like, see the volume. Well, Jerry with the two V's I'm, again. Continue to keep right. it clean. Yeah, value and volume. And what are you? Where where's he going in player profile right now? Uh, give me just one second, sir. But I I don't want to misquote. Uh, uh, oh my God, Rich Rebar. He was on Mind of Mansion with the Podfather a couple of couple of weeks ago and if you search rich rebar mind of mansion you'll find the episode but rich rebar is mr konami code right yep. he, he can even probably say up up down down left you know whatever it is you know he is the konami code he is the biggest fan of the konami code qb he invented the konami code qb of all things and, and, and in this episode with matt the Podfather, rich lays out the reasons why he's trepidatious on justin field so wait a minute we got the guy who's supposed to be the next big Konami code quarterback and the guy who invented the Konami code. And that guy has reservations. I'm just saying I'm with you. I'm with rich. I think there's reason for hesitancy, Jerry. And by the way, yeah. he is Justin Fields is the QB eight in a uh, quarterback rankings. For, and that's exactly where I have him, by the way, actually I have him nine. And then, I mean, DJ Moore is probably not super far behind him. I mean, 13, I mean, the hype 13 wide receiver, 13, yeah, see, like, 
what does he have to do to do that? Like I mean, 1,200, 1,300 yards? Like, dude, again, he's in a, he's There's in a no ma- way he's going to match that. He's in a manwich between T. Higgins and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, my God. See, that is there is a pocket of not value, Randy. That is a pocket of sizzle. I, no, I mean, I, I, you know, I love DJ Moore. I only, he's only 26 years old, by the way. Yeah, good. He's, only, he's, I, I, he's good. That's not the problem. The situation is the problem. Well, and Jerry, to your to your kudos, that was the question. But do you know the guy that I have to bring up breaks my heart? You know, you know, it's like the Godfather when when Michael's talking to Fredo. You broke my heart. It's Cooper Cup. Now, okay. I, I I would say many many moons ago, Jerry. When did you start doing this? What playing this game or this podcast? No, the podcast. I know that, but like you started doing content. For for probably me, it was twenty seven years ago. Yeah, probably twenty seventeen, and I was I was doing the Dynasty War Zone before we took it over, and it it is what it is now. It was with John Sheps, our buddy from Toilets of Titles, and, and I was doing content with those guys. And my biggest hit, my first hit ever, was Cooper Cup. I was like, guys, you got to get Cooper Cup. I like this guy. By far, my 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 biggest hit. But my brother is thirty years old. He's coming off of injury. And so is his quarterback, Matthew Stafford. And Stafford's the issue here, to be quite honest. You Fair. know, when, when Stafford was – and when he was in Detroit, you were a Lions fan. You are a Lions fan. He was tougher than an old boot. Yeah, still missed games, though. Got hurt. But, you know, but he played through it. And that's yeah. where, you know, the, the Rams have one of the lowest win totals per Vegas in the entire in the entire league. I think the Cardinals, the Colts, and maybe two others are worse. Now, if you're Matthew listen, Stafford, they, they 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 pushed all of their chips in, and they got the ring that they wanted. And now it is time that 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 gets blown up, and you're not going to want to rely on thirty four year old Stafford. You're not going to rely on thirty thirty one year old Cooper Cup. I'm with you. It's selling time, and you just did. You just I, did. I did. What, 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 we talked about it, but yep. We're getting we're we're getting ready to go talk about that on our Patreon bonus podcast here in just a hot second. But yeah, I just don't see Stafford playing all seventeen games. I mean, when he was a younger guy, because we were all tougher when we were younger. Yeah. But, you know, he's but but you know, you're seeing the money that they're giving guys like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan just got a gig, and you say to yourself, man, you know what? I live in Los Angeles. I've got a beautiful wife. She beat cancer. I'm in my mid thirties. I can make 10 million bucks a year calling games in a booth, not getting the shit kicked out of me. And and if if the Rams do cash in on that bad win total and they're losing, do you move Cooper Cup at the deadline to a contender? Do do you move him? And and then who does he wind up with? He could wind up anywhere. So for me, I because you know the Rams are still shedding salary. They've got all these really expensive guys. That's the reason why Jalen Ramsey's not there and only got him two-thirds. Because the league knew they were over a barrel. They had to shed some salary. And that's why it's not that Jalen Ramsey's not good at football. It's not Mm -hmm. that Cooper Cup's not good at football. I think we're going to look back in a year, and he's going to have been like on the season, like in that wide receiver 10 range. But that's why I cashed out. That's why I cashed out on Cooper Cup. But, Jerry, I think it's time we cash out on this show. I think that's fair. I think I mean, we did good, buddy. It's a, it's a bonus show. It's but you know what? For a bonus show, we went the full hour plus. We did well, good. We're tryhards. What do you want, dude? We're, I just love talking football. I, I I love it. This is the best season. 
Um, the, the, the live season is actually the slowest season, but we're going to continue to rip out content. We're going to be back on Sunday. Uh, got a surprise topic for you, Jerry. I'll tell you off the air. I will tell you the listeners, the audio listeners, the YouTube watchers, you do not want to miss Sunday show. It might be the one that I'm looking forward to the most. And, and speaking of shows to look forward to, I'm doing the commissioner's show. It's called Kiss the Ring. It's only on Player Profiler. It's about being a benevolent dictator. Now, Jerry, benevolent means kind or, or well-meaning. And dictator Latin, means... It does. And dictator means dictator. So, so it's all about how to commission your leagues. I just confirmed my first two guests. Now, the next show is due June 5th, Monday, June 5th. I'm going to be live on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Yes, it will eventually be a podcast. And my guest is John McGlynn. Good old Mr. McGlynn. He hosts the, 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 the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast. He's going to come on with me. He's going to discuss a topic. I've not got Ryan McDowell of the DLF. He's a big part of running the Scott Fishbowl. Maybe you've heard of it. Ryan's going to come on. So when you hear the Kiss the Ring podcast, know we're talking about commissioning leagues. And this is the brainchild of the podfather of Theo. They were crazy enough to give it to me. Thank you. And I'm going to run with this. But I did a solo show. Now the next seven are going to be with guests. And it's it's designed to be interactive. So, Jerry, have you ever been in a league with a bad commissioner? Yeah. Yeah. And would you love to share that bad commissioner story with the world, with the player profiler world? Uh, yeah, I'm a good ranter and raver, sir. So, so here's the thing. If you've got a bad commissioner story that you want to share, here's how you potentially get that question or that story shared on the air. Like as soon as the fifth with me and John, you go to YouTube, you subscribe to the player profiler YouTube channel and the dynasty. How much does that cost, Randy? Zero dollars. And on the left-hand side of the screen, it actually shows where you're, uh, where you're, you know, what you're subscribed to. That's all you got to do. Take a picture of it. I'll see the dynasty Warzone. I'll see player profiler. I'll add you in. And we've got one bad commissioner store. And Jerry, you ever been in the league where you thought to yourself, man, I wish there's someone I could ask. I wish there was a knowledgeable entity, an Oracle of all things commissioner that I could ask a question to. Well, here's the thing about me and commissioning. I'm a bad one. So I have a lot of questions, bud. So, same rules, same thing. DM me a picture, tag me on Twitter in a picture showing you're subscribed to both YouTube channels and ask your question, and we're going to get into your questions. We want to help make the world. When I say I want to help, Jerry wants to help make the world a better place for fantasy football. But, Jerry, you mentioned it. it's free to subscribe everywhere. It's free to leave a rating and review. We do have the Patreon. and uh, But I'm ready to go talk to, to our patrons. Let's get out of here. Yeah, buddy. Peace. All right. So on behalf of that man, his name is Jerry Sinclair. Follow that man at Jerry Sin DWZ. Follow me at DWZ Memphis. Follow the show everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. And remember, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here on Sunday night and a podcast soon. Thanks, guys. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. 
the member you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show you also get access to memphis and jerry for one-on-one advice personal dynasty dilemmas they'll tackle them for you help you out with it you just don't get that anywhere else but i'd say my favorite part about the depth of patreon is the uh the group chat tell you what these guys are some excellent minds tons of fun the fire in there is amazing great platform to post trade questions debate rookie values share insight interact with some cool people from across the globe you know shout out to those guys in australia they're blowing my phone up all the time you know the best part is there's no twitter trolls or facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about so uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat when we add up all those inches that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing we won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak